Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Bossed Up Podcast, episode 241. I am very excited to talk through today's topic of staying motivated in the midst of this pandemic. I don't know about y'all, but I have been waking up lately feeling a little bit of dread, just feeling heavy, uh, feeling exhausted, feeling beleaguered, and I have the privilege of doing work I love every day. I have the privilege of a roof over my head. I have safety. I have um, more or less <laughs> financial stability. Uh, our business has been through some seriously rocky times in the last few months, but I am so proud of how my team and I pivoted, and I am happy to say we're back on track. But still, I feel like so many of us myself included, are just heavy. And it is hard to keep going right now. Now, it's also no coincidence that we are halfway through the year. We're officially halfway through the dumpster fire that 2020 has turned out to be. And if you are familiar with my life tracker planner philosophy and all the work I've done in the past on goal attainment and motivation theory, and I do a lot of this around the new year in terms of the podcast, you know that there is a natural rhythm to our motivation that moves kind of in a cycle. And when we are in what I call the murky middle, the confusing middle, where the novelty of the new year has already well worn off, even the novelty of kind of running on adrenaline when the pandemic first hit has also worn off. I think for a long time, a lot of us were, you know, engaging in reorganizing projects and house cleaning and trying to get productive in our own way. And kind of, I, I for one was running on adrenaline for a while. That has worn off, but the finish line is still far from within sight. And whenever you are pursuing a goal, you have a natural spike in motivation at the very beginning of that pursuit and a natural spike in motivation when you're almost through it. And we are neither of those places right now. <laughs> So if you find yourself feeling demotivated, sluggish, and kind of like existential, having an existential crisis in terms of what does it all mean? Why does this even matter? Know that you're in good company. And today in the podcast, I want to quickly give you five tips for how to kind of not just try to hack into your motivation, because I want you to also accept where you're at and, and love yourself, regardless of how productive you're being. But five ways to think about motivation right now, five ways to think about where we are collectively right now and how we can keep going, how we can get up every day, even when it feels insurmountable, even when the challenges ahead of us are so uncertain. 
And, you know, even if you and loved ones feel unsafe, uh, feel sick, feel worried, feel scared, you know, how can we keep moving forward? So the first thing to keep in mind is, and I was actually inspired by a recent New York Times article from June 30th that featured Dr. Daniel Goleman, a psychologist and author of the highly influential book, Emotional Intelligence, who reminded me that the key difference here to keep in mind is the difference between extrinsic and intrinsic motivation. So extrinsic motivation is, you know, when we feel motivated to grow our paychecks for wealth, for power, for fame, or sometimes to avoid punishment. That's like an obliger. An obliger is really motivated by external deadlines, external rewards, external punishments or penalties. Intrinsic motivation is about doing what you want to do for personal reward alone, like helping other people, participating in something enjoyable like a hobby or sport, studying a fascinating subject, getting lost on a click hole in the internet, trying to find more information about something you care about. It tends to be not only more forceful, says Dr. Goldman, but also more fulfilling. And I think a lot of us right now find the external or extrinsic motivation to feel especially meaningless right now. The pursuit of money, the pursuit of fame, the pursuit of power for power alone. I have to say this is very different if you feel scarcity around financial stability right now. But I'm really talking about like adding to your arsenal and adding to your career, climbing a ladder. You know, that's different if you feel scarcity around money and stability financially right now. But for a lot of the pursuit of wealth building or pursuit of power growing alone can feel sort of meaningless. And it can make a lot of folks wake up every day and think, why am I even doing what I'm doing? I've had a lot of folks come through my doors lately for our hired job search accelerator for that very reason, feeling like, you know what, what I'm doing every day, what I'm devoting myself to every day is just not meaningful anymore. And there's nothing quite like a global pandemic to put us in tunnel vision and make very clear what actually matters most to us, our loved ones, our safety, helping others, doing something that feels like it's moving the world in the right direction, especially as we see the conversation around uh, the movement for Black Lives rising in the press and getting its long overdue attention. I think It's caused a lot of us to ask big questions like, what does this all mean? Why am I even here on this planet? And what does this moment in time actually mean to me? And Dr. Goldman, in this very interesting article, inspires us to ask, how can I take action on that which is most meaningful to me right now. If it means dusting off that old manuscript for the book I've always wanted to write, if it means actually making time to practice my musical instrument, if it means uh, putting others first and contributing meaningfully to the causes that you care most about but have never really made a priority, first and foremost, it calls upon us to really get clear on what we care most about. If you have trouble getting out of bed right now because you feel like what you're doing is meaningless, our first job is to find meaning. And maybe it's not that far away, right? Maybe it's right in our neighborhoods where 
you know, an elderly neighbor needs our help or a family member is struggling and we can be influential in our own communities first, right? Who who said that phrase? If you want to change the world, you know, start in your own neighborhood. And that is so, so true. We don't need to look too far outside of ourselves to be influential and find meaning in helping others. And that brings me to my second point here. If you're struggling with motivation right now, embrace generosity. There is plenty of science showing that altruistic behaviors, helping others, actually gives us a boost of happiness. And look no further than episode 130 with Dr. Lori Santos, who is a professor at Yale studying happiness and well-being. And that episode on how to boost your everyday well-being is super important to really listen to now or check it out if you missed it the first time it came out back in June of last year, really. It's reminding us that one of the fastest ways to boost your own happiness is actually to help others. Helping others is its own reward. So thinking about how can I give back right now to my community, to my family, to my loved ones? How can I be of service right now? And I guarantee you, if you are feeling depressed, if you are feeling hopeless, if you are feeling overwhelmed, helping others in a meaningful way, even if it's just donating to a cause that you feel strongly about, will make you feel better and will help you keep moving forward. Step three pulls right back to everything I talk about when it comes to how we approach goal setting in the Life Tracker Planner itself, which I know a lot of you lately have been buying the digital download, which is on sale for 50% off because we are halfway through the year after all. And it comes with quarterly accountability calls that I host live. Our next one's coming up next Tuesday. But essentially, one of the core philosophies of our goal tracking and goal setting approach is to really break down big goals into smaller chunks and smaller short-term benchmarks. And that's even more true now than ever. We need to pull the finish line forward. We need to set ourselves up for really short-term goals. I'm talking about what can I do today to feel better? What can I do this week to take control of my destiny? What can I do this month? And honestly, I'm not really very able to telescope out too much further right now. It's really hard to predict what we'll be worried about or hopeful for in the next three to six months. So instead of thinking year-long goals, instead of even thinking quarterly goals, we might want to give ourselves permission to move the finish line closer and stay focused on micro-movement in the direction of your desire. I have to resist this because I get a little ahead of myself. Uh, I struggle with this because I'm excited about figuring out some sort of escape plan for the holiday season, but it's too soon. It's too premature. Um, so if you're struggling with not having long-term plans, give yourself permission to focus on the few weeks ahead of us at the absolute maximum and suspend your planner kind of persona Suspend your need to know what's going to happen next because we don't know. We can hope for the best. We can prepare for the worst. But at the end of the day, we need to embrace uncertainty and accept it radically. That brings me to step number four. Uh, tip number four when it comes to maintaining your motivation in the midst of a pandemic actually came from an article I read, and I cannot for the life of me remember where I saw it. It might have been on Reddit or in the newspaper. But it was from someone who struggled with chronic illness for many years, who battled, you know, a life-threatening illness that required this person to be indoors for years and to really not venture out for years. 
And she had some great advice from her perspective when all of us are feeling cooped up and so many of us are feeling the need to escape our realities right now, even if you have tons of privilege like I find myself with right now, that desire to kind of escape, that escapist fantasy that (laughs) plays out in some of our heads, mine included, can be very detrimental to acceptance, which is that stage of grief that many of us find ourselves in, right? We've been mourning the loss of the year we thought we were going to have. And if we are to allow ourselves to fully and truly accept that loss and move into that final stage of grief, although some scientists argue there's more than, what is it, five stages of grief? I think Brene Brown had someone on the podcast, on her podcast, Finding Brave about this recently. But if we are to get there, we have to stop playing what I call the what if game. Like, what if this had never happened? Where would our year be? Or in my case, four years ago, I just could not stop thinking in this like little pipe dream daydream that I would have very frequently. Like, what if Hillary Clinton would have won the presidency? Would we, what would we be debating right now? Would it be like how many weeks of paid family leave we should all be entitled to? <laughs> I would like, I would play this like, this like other track in my mind of where we would be. And it's really not good for us. It's really not good for your mental health. And this excellent advice um, from this patient who had recovered but was sharing from her perspective, you know, try not to think about what we did at this time last year. Try not to play that tape back in your head um, with nostalgia. Because whether it's nostalgia over what you could have done last year or did do last summer versus projecting into the future – like what we could do if this weren't happening, especially for my dear friends who have canceled weddings, who have postponed big life moments and big life choices. Playing the what if game is not going to be healthy for us right now. So try not to talk about or think about the what ifs. If they haunt you, if they keep playing in a loop in your track, write it out on a piece of paper in a journal somewhere and then close the book on it because We have to accept where we are right now without fantasizing about where we could be if or when in order to really find acceptance and and radically accept our reality right now. And my final strategy here for sustaining motivation in this very traumatizing time is, again, while we're moving the the finish line closer and we're thinking short term in the next days, months, days are really weeks, not months, plan something special. Have something to look forward to. I think it was Gretchen Rubin in The Happiness Project who talks about part of the fun of a vacation isn't just taking it, but it's planning it. It's looking forward to it. It's getting excited about it. And while we are all really unable to do that properly, think about what you can start planning right now that will give you something to look forward to in the near time future. I've got a few ideas that we here, uh, the Boo and I, have really been focusing on in the past few weeks. Camping is a big one. If you're not a big camper, try glamping. You know, it's 
Trust me, it's still cheaper than any actual proper vacation you could have taken this year. So invest in a bigger tent. Get yourself a bougie air mattress like we have. And we are unapologetic car campers. We are not like the rugged backpackers um, that you'll find here in Colorado. But camping has been really fun. We had a picnic date recently complete with fairy lights and citronella candles and takeout from a local restaurant and a bottle of wine that was so delightful. We also went to a drive-in movie recently where we could socially distance but also socialize with our friends. Um, And we set up a little camp in the back of Brad's truck and watched the movie together. And it was so fun. Here on the Bossed Up team, we've been participating and sort of playing with different team building activities that are doable virtually or together while being socially distant, including we bought watercolor sets and I've been learning to watercolor paint with Kirby and Ellie. We've been taking some like classes, so to speak, on YouTube. We also did something fun with Cocktail Courier, who has not sponsored this podcast, but I really should try to make that happen because I'm a huge fan of their service. They send little cocktail kits to, in this case, to my team members and myself. And then we all virtually on Zoom learn to make some new fancy cocktails and then drink them together. It was so fun. Anything and everything that is both safe and delightful right now is something you should prioritize. So if you're feeling a lack of motivation, give yourself something on the horizon. At the end of the week, at the end of the day, what can you do to delight yourself? Make it a priority. And frankly, I want to hear about it because we could all use some ideas from each other right now. So whether you call it into the podcast hotline or comment on today's corresponding blog post at bossedup.org slash episode 241, please share. I want to know what are you doing to delight yourself? What are you and your family or your partner doing or your friends doing to keep ourselves out of the psychological gutter uh, and the murky middle that is such a motivation killer right now. I would love to hear from you. I hope these tips in the meantime keep you motivated or at least help you feel less hopeless and less depressed and less distraught about what we're all navigating right now. The unfortunate reality is that We're not out of the woods yet. We've got a long way to go. We still need to be safe. We still need to be cautious. Wear your damn face mask, please. (laughs) And let's not relax too much, right? Let's not pretend like this is all behind us because it's not. Instead, let's embrace where we are. Let's recommit to having the resilience that we need to get through this together. And as I always say, let's continue to lift as we climb. If you've got thoughts on today's podcast or additions, make sure to comment at bossedup.org slash episode 241. Tag me on social media at Emily Aries or at bossedup.org. And let's keep bossing, y'all. I'll talk to you next week. 